Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Adfreeshows.com is wrestling nostalgia, podcasts on video, and live interactive experiences. It's also a great way to get to know the voices and characters of your childhood, but it's so much more. The Podfather, Conrad Thompson, has recorded over 25 Ask Conrad episodes where he answers your questions from wrestling to mortgages and everything in between. It's your opportunity to get inside the head of the most powerful man in wrestling, not named McMahon or Khan. Conrad often says we are more than listeners. We are community, even family. Take a listen to the recent interaction between the Podfather and one of our top guys, Antonio. And by the way, Antonio, thanks for all your great questions. I feel like you bring the noise with great questions every single week, and I really appreciate your support. That makes my job a lot easier. Because sometimes I'll do a bunch of research on a show and I'll have some folks help me do some research on a show. We'll have a blind spot, but guys like you and Rajiv and a wrestling historian. I mean, there's always a handful of you folks who always, I'm like, oh, I know if I see a question from him, it's going to be a good one. And you're one of those guys. Thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I definitely do. Hey, hey, Connor, at day 22 sober for Antonio. That's awesome, man. Keep up the good work. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Become part of the family now. Make the decision to become a member of ad-free shows and enjoy Ask Conrad and so many other exclusive shows and events. So sign up today, join the fastest growing wrestling community over at adfreeshows.com. Hey man, you ever make a mistake? Maybe even worse. Ever see one of your parents, like your mom, make a mistake and they're going through a nightmare situation and there's really nothing you can do to help them? Save with Conrad.com to the rescue. Let me explain. James in Tinley Park, Illinois, hooked us up with a five-star review and had this to say. The entire process was very easy. My mom and sister both used other mortgage companies, and it was a nightmare for them. And they had so much stress and multiple closing date changes that I was preparing for the worst. I heard about First Family through Grilling JR. I read a lot of reviews and felt this was the best for me. I couldn't be happier. David and Diane made the process very easy. I couldn't have asked for better support. Thank you all so much. I'm a homeowner and it feels great. That's right. James is a homeowner and you can be too. By the way, as a homeowner, your house is going to appreciate most every year, which means you have a real asset and you're not just throwing your money away on rent. Even better than that, at the end of the year, you're going to get a tax statement saying, here's all the interest you paid on your mortgage and boom, you can write that off. Do you get something like that from your landlord? Uh-uh. He just keeps your money and you have nothing to show for it. Stop throwing your money away and go to savewithconrad.com right now. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit to do this. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And by the way, even if you're not approved, we're going to get you a game plan to get you out of that apartment and into a new house. I also want to mention you don't need a huge down payment. You may have heard the old wise tale that you've got to have 20% down. That's not it. You can do this with 5% down, 3% down. We even have loan programs with no money down. 
find out how easy it is to become a homeowner right now at savewithconrad.com. NLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Hey, tell your landlord to kick rocks and go to savewithconrad.com right now. We hope you are enjoying classic 1986 Jim Crockett promotions here on What Happened When. And be sure to check out all the great shirts and gimmicks that were inspired by our trip down memory lane. Whether you are a weasel slapper, a rendezvous master, a hell person, or a legend that was born and not made, we have a shirt or gimmick for you. Check out LoisRules.com for all the shirts and BoxyGimmicks.com for all the other goodies, including specialty clothing, mugs, tumblers, show posters, and more. That's LoisRules.com and BoxyGimmicks.com. I love talking about our friend, Steven Singer. I'll tell you the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer, the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than a guy sitting next to you. And here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down, to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and friends know they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, lowest rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tomsey's a good looking man. Quandike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Staying safe, staying healthy, had your shot, no viruses, doing great. Any diarrhea? How's everybody doing? Getting a heart on? Good. Wow. I like that little preamble to get us going today. 
I want to take a time out before we get going. We got a lot to unpack here. Just real life sort of housekeeping stuff. Mm. Today, we are going to be watching world championship wrestling from March 15th, 1986. So if you haven't already fire up your WWE network, click on in ring, scroll down until you see world championship wrestling, click that, then select 1986 from the drop down, And you want to find March 15th. It shows a one hour, 26 minute runtime. And Tony and I are going to watch along with you. But we should just go ahead and address the elephant in the room right up front. No, I'm not talking about Stan. I'm talking about the idea that the migration from the WWE network to Peacock, at least here in America, allegedly won't be complete until right before SummerSlam. And I've seen mixed reviews or mixed statements as to whether or not it will just be all the pay-per-views or if all the old Crockett TV will be there as well. So you and I have been peppered with questions. What are we going to do about our 1986 watch alongs? And the answer is we don't know. Don't know. Uh, I know that sounds like, uh, disappointing. I'm sure to some of you, but we don't have any inside information as to what, or will not be available on the WWE network. Uh, yes, we could probably, you know, ask Bruce or text events, but th- they probably have more important stuff going on with WrestleMania around the corner. So we're just going to wait and see. That being said, we're going to try to get ahead as, as, as many as we can, but there's no way we can knock out all of 86 before SummerSlam. So we're going to do our best, but if we have to call an audible, we'll press pause and then we'll do our silly shit. We always do. And then we'll come back and pick up where we left off. Right? Yeah. Um, why don't we just bootleg some of this shit? Oh no. Here's the thing we can, I'm going to be clear. I've got every episode. Uh, but that doesn't mean that folks at home would have a way to watch along with us. They could right. hear us, and, but I want, listen, I think eventually, I don't know, but I think eventually this footage will be populated again. And by yeah. the way, if you're international, from what we understand, nothing changes for you. So I'm a little jealous, but if I'm, if I'm also honest, Tony, I feel like if that's the case and international fans keep the WWE network exactly as it is, if that rumor is true. Then there's going to be a whole bunch of smart internet geeks, people smarter than me or you who can say, oh, well just use this VPN and it'll make believe you're in Manila and then it'll take your $10 PayPal and you can still, we'll figure out what that is, but we want to present 1986 in its best form possible. And I think it's best enjoyed when you're at home watching along with us. So we'll figure it out. Uh, we might, you know, adjust the format a little bit here on WHW. I've got some ideas, but to say that we have a firm, concrete plan would just not be honest. Uh, we didn't really expect that all of that stuff would go away. I sort of thought they'd been working on all of this and it would just be, you know, a different login. Well, I would think, and I don't have all the, the research, nor do you, and I'm sure somebody does. I would think that the old stuff where you click in ring and you go down, you look at all the old TBS stuff. And you look at all the old uh, territory stuff. I would think it's pretty. It's pretty good for them. Now, I I know it's not anything like WWE fans out there watching the current stuff. I get that. I understand. But I would think there's a place for fans wanting nostalgia. That's why they put it up in the first place. So I yeah. think there's some some things out there that tell them, hey, we should keep. We should at least. I don't know. We, we should put it on. So uh, that's what I think. Uh, but I've been wrong before. The rumor in innuendo is that, uh, it is a tiny percentage of the audience that actually looks at the old stuff. Everybody is consumed with obviously the new pay-per-views, but the new WWE specials and new releases. So whatever's new and out in front of you. And that makes sense because it's not like they're really promoting the old stuff. 
with our, um, all the hype we've built around Crocodera stuff this year so far, I had more than a few people say, man, why don't you and Tony just figure out a way to buy the JCP library? I don't think that's happening folks. No, uh, I, I have, I have many, many other great ways to piss away my money and I'm not doing it there. I, I just, I can't imagine a scenario where Vince would ever turn that loose. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I know he valued once upon a time, the traffic that we drove there, but their whole model's changing, but as to what will happen with our model, we're not sure, but we will be transparent with you and we will be honest with you. But it's funny, Tony, that was announced. And within minutes I had, so Conrad, I know you have a plan. What's your plan, bro. Mm -hmm. I found out the same time you did. We don't know. Well, maybe we'll just watch some of the current WWE stuff and shit on that. Uh, no, that doesn't really tickle my fancy. I'm going to take a pass on that. Hey, I do want to mention too, a little peek behind the curtain. You and I put a bunch of shows in the can before we got together in Jacksonville in real life. But today is the first day we've been able to talk, you know, on air about that experience. We recorded quite a bit of bonus stuff for adfreeshows.com. How would you describe our, our sort of table for four with me and Eric Bischoff and Jim Ross and yourself, if you had to describe that when that drops, what what should be the description? Hysterical. Yeah. I mean, LOL funny. If I can use that term. Bishop couldn't catch his breath and you had to take your glasses off to wipe the tears away. Jr. was on another level. It's, uh, it is the Jr. that you and I talk about behind the curtain all the time. Yeah. That's just an absolute wonderful curmudgeon, entertaining motherfucker. Yeah. Just follow him around with a camera. Click record. Yeah. Yeah. He just. The way he can phrase things. Oh God. It's the best. It's just amazing. So it, it was a lot of fun. And I had thought I, you know, you and I talked about this beforehand. I had thought that there would, because there was some heat there. There was when Jr. left and Eric took over. Right. I had thought it was a bad idea. Right. I, I told you, I said, maybe that's not so good to do that because I don't want them to get into one of their big arguments, but Eric's beyond that. Yeah, you know, he didn't care. Eric, he, he really is. He's really beyond that. And, uh, and, and really Jr. is too. Yeah. So it, it worked. It was, it was uh, another peek behind the curtains. Uh, the curtain is that we had to get Jr. to this location. <laughs> And <laughs> that was a fucking adventure just to get him there. And I thought, Oh, by the time he gets here, he's going to be so fucking miserable. And he really wasn't, he was, but he wasn't as miserable as I thought. He just had to get and it out it, of his system. Right. And we knew what to do. You have that man, a BLT ready mm-hmm. and you have him some Moscow mules and a rare mm-hmm. bottle of crown Royal and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It'd be fine. Amongst other things. Yeah. And so, uh, it was just, uh, it was a great night. It was unforgettable night. And I can't wait to share that with, with our fans on ad free shows. I really can't. And starting next week, uh, we've got three weeks worth of WrestleMania countdown gold. I'm pretty excited about this. I don't know that we necessarily want to reveal it yet, but you and Jr. had some fun and people are going to really dig this. Are they not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, uh, pat on the back, Jr. He came through for us. He really did. Did some good, did some good work for us. And I'm really, really happy and really proud to be able to bring you that stuff. So we got some good stuff coming up here, uh, within the next couple of weeks, months, and, uh, I'm very excited about it. And, you know, sometimes, uh, 
you've done this before. We go to Jacksonville. You guys come to see a couple shows, and uh, sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Yeah. Kind of like an exploding ring sometimes doesn't go as planned. Right, occasionally. Occasionally. But uh, in the end, it all works out, and it did, and it did on many levels. So there you go. I also want to mention uh, the dynamite I got to be there for happened to be the dynamite where Tully Blanchard returned to television in ring mm-hmm. action, mm-hmm. wearing his old United States championship title around his old robe. And of course, flanked by FTR wearing the old Crockett tag straps mm-hmm. and how poetic is it, Tony, that on the day that JJ Dillon and Tully Blanchard and those old Jim Crockett belts were back on a Turner station in prime time. That's the very day that Mr. Crockett passed away. It's kind of like the, uh, universal aligned. It is. And it, it's, uh, it was sad that Jimmy passed away. I, I think I mentioned this, that I spoke to him a few days before he passed away, uh, which was very difficult to do, but good. You, you actually didn't talk about that on this show. We put all the shows in the can before he passed away. So I know okay. you appeared on Jericho's podcast. It's funny. He asked me to be on that show. And I said, man, I'll be driving back home that day, but you should get Shivani. And he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. So I'm glad you were on there because yeah. You know, you sort of credit Mr. Crockett with your whole wrestling career, right? Well, well, yeah, you got to, because he's the one that said, okay, let's use him. Right. He could have said, he could have said no. And then I'd be stuck doing minor league baseball the rest of my life or something to that effect, uh, and be broke. But he's the one that absolutely said, okay, I want to use you on doing uh Ric Flair. Right. I want to use you on doing promos in the back as we all called it. And I'm going to use you on TBS. So it was his decision to make. So yeah, he's the one that started my career without him. I would not be a wrestling announcer. I don't think because it just so happened. I didn't seek out becoming a wrestling announcer until I realized that the baseball team I was working for was Jim Crockett promotions. Right. So I don't think I would have, uh, looked at becoming a wrestling announcer had it not been for Jim Crockett and him saying, yes. So I owe him everything. I've talked about this before. Oh, he's family, uh, everything. I, uh, I of course have talked to David. I called Jackie and talked with him. I called Francis and talked with her, uh, all of them to give my condolences. And I got to talk to Jimmy when he was in the hospital a few days before he passed away. Cause David called and said, Jimmy wants to talk to you. That's a tough thing, man. When you hear that and you yeah. know, the end is near and he could not, uh, I told him, I said, I hate, I said, I've, it's wonderful talking with you. And I'm so, so sorry about your health declining. He said, well, it, it happens. It's going to happen to everybody. And I said, yes, sir. And then I went on to tell him how much I thought of he and his family. And he did not answer. And I said a couple more things and he did not answer. And so David said, okay, Tony, uh, we, we hear you. Thanks very much. And I said, okay. And I hung up. Then I texted David later. I said, did he hear and understand everything I said? And he said, yes, he just couldn't formulate an answer quickly enough. Mm-hmm. So he did hear it. And that's, uh, that's good stuff. Uh, the fact that he passed away is obviously not, but the fact that he passed away on the same day that we had, uh, Tully and we saw Arn come out with the four horsemen and, and JJ and the old belts. That's cool. Uh, that is cool. That's, uh, that, that's going to be, it's going to be it's another way to just mark that day down in your calendar and say, yeah, I remember that day. It was a special day in wrestling. So, you know, I don't want to uh, be a shill, but I also want to mention that, uh, Chris on our team, 
put together an incredible tribute video that uh, we played at the end of our conversation with Mr. Crockett on adfreeshows.com, but it was so good. I thought, man, I just need to put this out for everybody to see. So I put it on my Instagram. It's at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. And I sent it to you. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe two or three days before we posted it. And I also sent it to the Crockett family and they were thrilled with it. And, um, you know, it's a weird time, you know, I know I'm probably sharing a little too much here, but even now, you know, they're not, they don't have a real plan as of yet for Mr. Crockett because of COVID. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, Mr. Crockett's widow, Myra, her uh-huh. father has passed away since as well. Uh-huh. So she's lost her father and her husband back to back in, in a COVID era. So I, I was thinking maybe I'll post this video when we know that he's officially situated. I don't know. Yeah. I had a memorial for him or whatever they planned to do. Let's celebrate him that day one more time. But since we didn't know, I thought I should, I don't want to sit on this anymore. I just want to share this because I'm so proud of it. And I know you're not exact. You're more of a Bob Seger fan more than the highway man, but man, Chris hit a home run on that video. Did he not buddy? Yeah. Chris, uh, Chris McDonald is, uh, the, uh, the low key, uh, MVP of this company. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, what a, what a talented kid. Uh, he's Canadian. We'll forgive him. A talented kid. Yeah. We'll forgive him for that, but he is. And, uh, uh, has he stopped answering the phones for a hospital late at night? Uh, I think he's doing it only part-time now for the last two weeks. He's full-time with us, baby. Ooh, there you go. Good stuff. Listen, if you haven't already go check it out. You know, if you want to see the Crockett interview, I would love for you to, it's at adfreeshows.com. It feels weird to promote that right now. We did our best to pay tribute to him. I'm so, I feel so lucky and so privileged to have the opportunity to talk to him. And you know, it's funny. I, I don't mean to be all sappy, but I told the guys when we were in Jacksonville, I said, you know, when we first sort of launched this whole conversations with Conrad series. I think we all thought it was for Jim Hurd because Jim Hurd had just been a recluse for 30 years, but in reality, given the timing of everything, it was undoubtedly for Jim Crockett. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we would have waited two weeks to get that interview, it wouldn't have been possible. Right. But the idea that he got to tell his story with class and dignity and share his sort of lifeline. I mean, what a nice thing that will be for the family and the oh, grandkids yeah. and Hey, I mean, I wish I had that for my grandfather and I don't know, I'm just really proud of it. And I got to know him as a person, you know, that day and just spend the day with him and it was phenomenal. So it was the best experience I've had. Most important thing we've done for sure in wrestling and, uh, it's over at adfreeshows.com. But even if that's not really your jam and I get it, uh, go check me out on Instagram. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. And just watch that video. I'm not plugging it for likes or follows. I couldn't give a rip less, but I think you need to see the video to understand the context of what he meant to us. And uh, I just thought it was a great song and and Chris did a home run job and I hope everybody checks it out. And I hope that you're here with us today to go relive some of the good times, man. 1986, March 15th. If you're a business owner, you don't need Conrad and I to tell you that running the business is tough but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. You probably know by now that many systems don't give you the information you need when you need it. 
So stop, ditch the spreadsheets and all that old software that you've outgrown. Now, and I mean now, is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of million in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. So join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com whw. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com whw. NetSuite.com slash WHW. I love talking about our friend, Steven Singer. I'll tell you the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer, the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than a guy sitting next to you. And here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down, to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. So the Shivani family is pretty darn big. Me and Lois, five kids, six grandchildren, and count them, seven dogs. Yeah, that's a lot. This past Christmas, we only had five grandchildren, and I was thinking a way to be able to get everybody together. It was difficult because of the pandemic, but I found a way to bring us all together at once safely. And that's where paintyourlife.com came in with paintyourlife.com. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created by any photo or combination of any photos at a truly affordable price. So that was able to get everybody together, send in a picture of me and Lois, the five kids, the grandchildren, all the dogs. And we came up with this big Shivani portrait. With PaintYourLife.com, you can choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. User-friendly platforms online let you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. And that's a quick and easy process. You can get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Makes a beautiful gift for your birthday, your wedding, your anniversary, or even what happened for us during the holidays. Our artists really capture the essence of the Shivani family. And buddy, that's hard to do. Believe you me, but at Paint Your Life, there are no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping to boot. To get the special offer, text the word WHEN, that's W-H-E-N, to 64,000. That's WHEN, W-H-E-N, to 64,000. Text WHEN to 64,000. Paint Your Life, celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text win to 64,000. I've got to fire it up on my end, Tony. I'm just waiting on you to give me a countdown and we'll get this show on the road, baby. we got a very special countdown, uh, today. And I had to slap him in the side of the head to get him to do it. 
but I'll be more than glad to do it any day of the week. So let's go to <laughs> so let's go to our special countdown. This is Dean Malenko. Tony, I really, really never liked you from the beginning. Three, two, one, play. Championship Wrestling, bringing you great wrestling action, sanctioned by the NWA, National Wrestling Alliance. Hello once again, everyone, and welcome to World Championship Wrestling. I'm Tony Schiavone, your host for this exciting program here today as your ringside with the NWA, the Major League of Professional Wrestling. Now, last week we told you we would have a special on the tournament, tag team tournament for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup coming up at the Superdome. Of course, that'll be with us a little bit later on here today. U.S. Heavyweight Champion Magnum T.A. is here. The National Heavyweight Champion Tully Blanchard with James J. Dillon. Dusty Rhodes with Baby Doll. Magnum T.A. Nikita Koloff. Many other top stars. Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Vine. The World Tag Team Champions. The Midnight Express. And many, many other top stars. We're ready to go. Let's go to the ring. <laughs> How about Tully wearing the robe from Dynamite right here? <laughs> Isn't that something? And the, well, that's the national heavyweight belt. Okay. Got it. Which was kind of like the U S belt only it had a little bit of gold around it. Right. Hey, I don't mean to be uh boy. I'm not trying to be negative when I say this, mm. but realistically mm -hmm. that was probably JJ Dillon's last TV appearance or one of them. How fucking mm -hmm. cool was it that we got to see JJ on TV one last time on a Turner station? Yeah, it was very cool. He looked great. He really did. Yeah. And I'm glad we brought him in. I'm glad they used him on TV instead of just showing him in the audience, you know, walking out with him. Yep. And it was really cool to be in the backstage area with he and Arn and, and, and Tully. And of course, you know, backstage with us in that one, what we call the, uh, the coach's room, um, stays, uh, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. And, uh, Jake, the snake stays back there and, um, Dean Malenko. And you're talking about a, just a wonderful room to set in when you've got like 20, 30 minutes. It's the best. It is that coach's room. I mean, I'll go in there and laugh till I freaking cry. Just I uh I was sequestered outdoors with uh Eric Bischoff who sort of set up shop on the uh, little sectional there behind the promo photo area. Mm -hmm. And one by one as everybody came in, we got to say hello and chit chat, but the best is when JR would come over and just hold court. Mhm. Mm Cuz JR He's well past give a shit. Oh yeah. Well past. Oh and yeah. And, uh, I, I've, I've, that's one of my goals now in life is to just get to his level of don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, he's just let some rip man. Just mm -hmm. one after another, just right. it's tremendous. So yeah, Eric Bischoff really got a double dose of Jr. that weekend and we all had fun with it, but it was so cool to see JJ again. You know, um, I just know realistically JJ's probably not looking to get booked and be on TV every week. And it's not like AEW necessarily needs him. So sure. if that was our last time we see JJ in sort of a prime time role, I'm glad he got a, what I would call a, a quote unquote proper send off, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little shilling here. Uh, congratulations and a pat on the back to the, uh, the, uh, all the EVPs and Tony Khan for, <clears throat> A realizing and appreciating the past. Oh my gosh. It's so such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously you and, and Jr. sort of set the tone for that, 
but you see what they've done with Jake Roberts and Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and so many others. It's just cool, man. And I got to tell you, one of the coolest things that's ever happened in my wrestling fandom was being backstage that night after Tully finished his match, they cut a promo, you know, just behind gorilla, mm-hmm. but then there's like that talent viewing area that everybody has to walk through in order to get mm-hmm. into their dressing rooms and whatever. So Eric and I just happened to be back there hanging out, just waiting on those belts to come back. So we get to our Airbnb and get out of the way and just watch the rest of the show from home. And when he came through, man, every staffer, every employee, every, every rigger, every uh, producer, every talent all stood and clapped. And I don't mean like a standing ovation, like until he acknowledges it. I mean, as he made his way through the crowd. Cause there's like a little aisleway pathway that guys could walk through. He shook every hand and he was grinning ear to ear. You could tell what an important moment that was for Tully. You know, it was, it was a happening to the point where Bischoff who normally doesn't sell shit with wrestling. It's just like, yeah, you know, been here, done that, whatever. He turned around and looked at me and went and like held his arm up. Like I have goosebumps because yeah. it was one of those moments that we talk about a lot on the show where that was real. Sure. That, that was not, Hey, let's do our best to care and let's put on a show and let me pretend. Oh no, that was real. And everyone was paying homage to one of the best performers. And you know, he never really got that send off and now he did. And you could tell, even he didn't have to say it. You could just tell what it meant to him. It was one of the coolest moments of my wrestling fandom. And I, I laughed, I, I wanted to watch that match in the crowd. So we went and stole a seat, Eric and I did with Sam, the security guy's permission. And, uh, when Tully hit that fucking slingshot, man, I was giggling like a little kid. Yeah. It was such a cool moment. Yeah. And I got to, I got to even say it. I got to even call slingshot suplex, which I was very proud to be able to nudge my way in and be able to say that. And, uh, so that was that there you go. There you go. Slingshot suplex. I want to say something else about that. Uh, Tully walkthrough that I did not see. Because I was, you know, I was obviously doing the show. You were busy. <laughs> I was busy. I was busy doing other things, saying that's right, Jr. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that slingshot suplex is is still just a, a a great move. You know, when the end is coming, let's go to Tony Schiavone. They are Tony Blanchard Enterprises. You get out of place. First words out of your mouth should be congratulations to the new national heavyweight champion. Congratulations, new national heavyweight champion. That was a very hollow congratulations. You should be more excited. Because what you saw was a classic demonstration of wrestling skill and how it should be done. It was like taking candy from a baby. I'll tell you what, you know, Tony Schiavone, you get a lot of people out here that lack maybe a little bit of experience, but they get in there and they do their best and they fight. This guy right here embarrassed his family and everything else. He didn't want to fight. He was in such awe of being in the ring with the national champion. He didn't know what to do. But that's where you got to take your hat off to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. At least the two times World Heavyweight Champion and former World Television Champion and former National Heavyweight Champion and former superlatives I can't even say, but they all start with former. Dusty Rhodes will get in there and fight you, as you saw last week with the greatest match where the best man did win, the new National Heavyweight Champion, Tully Blanchard, along with the Administrative Director, of our corporation, James J. Dillon. 
Well, where do we go from here? What is the obvious question? What is the next great step? The Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup is obviously the next thing in mind because we've got the insurance. Now we're talking about picking up a million-dollar payday, and that's a lot of bucks. And it's coming, and it's coming soon. We're talking about April in New Orleans, and we're going to be right in the thick of it. In fact, we should be seated number one. We're coming right back. I mean, I know that's not the original song, but they at least picked a good one for him, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Look at the kids. <laughs> I uh, uh, Tully Blanchard, classic interview right there. Uh, shitting on it, uh, shitting on the guy who who did a horrible job for him and putting over the Booker. <laughs> Just zoom. I love that. I love when they bring real life into into their stuff. I always love that. So Tully walks through, and I uh, I heard about that. Uh, there's another moment that I need to talk about. I can't talk about it this week, but I'll talk about it next week. Remind me, okay? Okay. And that happened backstage. Actually, there's been like, this will be the third moment. Um, There's been three moments that happened backstage where I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a fucking doubt, that our company is going to be successful. And Tully Blanchard's was one of them. The other was when Eddie Kingston... I don't know if it ever got on social media. It may have Eddie Kingston addressed everybody in the back after we did the uh, thing for John, John, uh, for Brody Lee. Eddie just, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Right from the heart. Yeah. And, and then something happened this week too, that I'll talk about next week. Um, that I know that we're doing things right as a company. I know we got a great leadership. I know Tony Khan's a good guy and you may be listening to this rolling your eyes, say Shivani sucking up, but I, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to dig down to this too far because you get into the weeds with this bullshit and you can't pull out, but so many people give him shit online and say bad things about our fucking company. And Meltzer and I talked about this before we recorded with, with Jericho the other night. Um, and it was great to, it was actually great talking to Dave. Dave and I had about a 20 minute conversation before Jericho even came on and it blows our mind that people are out there wanting companies to fail. Why would somebody? Yeah be that way. Yeah. And why would, why, what is wrong with your personality? What was wrong with your upbringing? Were you raised by a couple of parents who were on meth? I, what, what is wrong with you to be that way? I don't, I don't get it. And so may you rot in hell. Oh, wow. For the rest of your fucking lives, you nothing happened in pieces of shit. Whoa. That being said, Hey, Jimmy Valiant, man, he had a, a great talk. He was tremendous. And this guy he's working with, uh, Bob Owens, is not that much better than the last guy, Don Turner. Help, help me understand. Why, why did you get so heated right there? Because that, it, it just makes me mad. I mean, not many things make me mad. I mean, you can shit on me all you want. But to shit on what we do, you, you just don't fucking get it. And, of course, I get it. Most of you are WWE fanboys. I understand. And I understand how you feel. And many of them are probably just... And anyway, so it just gets me fired up when I hear that because I know, I just know how many great things we're doing, how great of a company we got. And yeah, we make mistakes. Hell yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, but fuck, it just, uh, 
wonderful place to be. And, and you saw that you saw how happy people were in the back. No, I've seen it every time I've been yeah. there. I mean, listen, right. no, no places without politics, no, not, right. not in sales. I mean, it's not exclusive to wrestling. That's what I'm trying to right. say. Like there's problems everywhere. Things could be better everywhere. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. No, there is no utopia, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I guess there is, but hopefully nobody, nobody we know gets to go there soon, but yeah. still, right. it's just like, come on. Can we just be Am. positive? Yep. I'm positive. This will be good. Answer from the Russians. On that lucrative contract for this U.S. heavyweight title. And Magnum, you just got to wonder, maybe it's the Kremlin behind this, not letting the Koloff sign any contract. Well, you know, I'm getting a little fed up with all these political negotiations to begin with. This is professional wrestling. I don't really care what the Kremlin wants. I don't really care what Nikita Koloff wants. But what I'm tired of is tired of waiting, waiting for the time to come around when he has enough guts to walk in that ring with me. Now, it's real plain and simple. The United States heavyweight title is what he wants. I signed a contract, whether he thinks it's lucrative enough or not, that's beside the point. It is a fair contract. Jim Crockett Promotions wrote it all out. Everything's on the up and up. And I'll defend the United States Heavyweight Championship against Nikita Koloff whenever he deems it fit to get himself in that ring, get himself all fired up, and come try to take me out. You know what I think the problem is here, that on reviewing all the things they've done, Ivan Koloff's realized that maybe he's pushed his nephew Nikita in a little over his head. Maybe he's pushed him into a situation where he's going to embarrass all of Russia by showing all the people out there that they're not half the athletes they think they are. Now, Nikita, you always look real good when you're blindsiding people when you got somebody else out there helping you. But the fact of the matter is that when we were out here fighting on television, if there hadn't been about 20 guys to come pull us apart, you might still be laying out here on this floor. This belt's around my waist. This is the bait. This is the challenge that I'm presenting to you. The contract signed when you're man enough to walk in the ring. Then and only then will we settle this issue. All right. Those words from the U.S. champion, still the U.S. champion, Magnum T.A. Let's go to the ring. Okay, did 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 I really blame blame the Kremlin for all this angle? <laughs> yes. Now, in fairness, he's been talking about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, and so have the Russians. So you double down on it. But yeah, that's uh, a little <laughs> stupid. Yeah, well, maybe a lot stupid. Yeah, but you know, it's it's nineteen eighty six, right? Sure. Cold War. It's Cold War. Yeah, you got to sell it, baby. Got to sell it, man. Absolutely. So. Ah, oh, man, I was, I was so, th- so thin and young and good looking and happy back then, man. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you seem like quite the ladies man down at AEW. I don't think you need to worry about that. Just have a big glass of water. There you go. Yeah. So I, uh, you were saying that you probably thought the, uh, I want to clear things up here. Yeah, we should, uh, we you, should definitely switch gears. We don't want to double. No, down no, 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 no. Talk. We're not switching gears. Okay. You thought that the best part of you guys being sequestered in the back there was Jr. coming and seeing you, but you know, the best part was rebel coming back to see you. I can't speak on that. Yes, you can. You can all, well, you couldn't speak at that time. No, because it, it looked like, uh, Take my breath it, looked away. Like, it looked like I had four guys with their mouth agape. Um, but well, well, here's the, if we're going to be pervs here, here's what happened. You came over and you said, Hey, have y'all seen Tully? And I said, yeah, he just came by a minute ago. It was great to see him. And then he said, have you seen so-and-so? And I said, yeah. And then your eyes get big and you say, have you seen rebel? And I'm like, no. And you said she should wear jeans every day of her life. <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, don't leave. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, rebel. Look, it's the ad free group. 
Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. And yeah, I was like, okay, I get what Tony's talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you did. And of course, as you know, Britt's a good buddy of mine and she wanted to take a picture of Eric Bischoff so badly. Oh, that was fun. When he came back around, I said, oh, so look, you still got it. He said, I never lost it. <laughs> it was just fine. Eric, Eric had a good time. I can tell sometimes yeah. when Eric, you know, he's happy that wrestling's in the rearview mirror, but then he'll go and just get to do the fun stuff, like hanging mm-hmm. out backstage, not really working on the show. And then, you know, they come get us five minutes beforehand, that type of deal. Like we had, he's like, dude, this is fun. Yeah. You know, that was a fun day. And in real life, I've said this so many times, and they keep me young on the road. Britt and Rebel are friends of mine, and we do hang out. And uh, and they like to hang out with me because they know I'm harmless, number one. Of course. And and then uh, then now we've got uh, you know Gallows and Anderson uh, hanging out after the show, and you got to run from them or you'll be drunk for five days. Yes. So you got. I, I, I no, no, really... not drunk. I think the term they use is overbrothered. <laughs> yeah, overbrother five days because I'm thinking. Oh boy. The alcohol content just really, really ratcheted up after the show now. So yeah, that, I, I, I'm sure they are thinking I'm avoiding them. Well, they're because right. I, because I am Yeah. because, because I got work to do the next day and I can't stay out till like seven or 8 AM and drink. But if you because could, I, you'd like to do it with them. I'd love to do it with them. They'd be the best. So, but I'm, you're not going to remember much of it, but people will tell no. you afterwards. You had a great time, right? There's that brainbuster suplex by gorgeous Jimmy Garvin on one of the mall keys. That gets it done. You know, I, I liked I like the sequined whatever he calls that. That's heat, man. Yeah, that is heat, man. Kissing his wife before and after. Beautiful hair. Just Jimmy was good, man. Jimmy had a good run with Ric Flair too. Uh, All right, here we go. What a promo. Yeah, that's right. You know, Wahoo McDaniels is a very close personal friend of Dusty Rhodes. And I have one word for Jimmy Garvin from Wahoo McDaniel, and that is he's coming. Don't worry about these guys that you may beat on TV. That's fine. But Wahoo McDaniels after you. All right. That was words from Baby Doll to gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with Precious. We'll be back right after this timeout. Have you ever seen more misplaced confidence in your life than Baby Doll at a promo? I know. Lord bless her. She did her job, yeah. but she'll say the most elementary sentence ever and put her hands on her hips. Like now what motherfucker <laughs> follow that. And here he is. David Crockett on special assignment today. The Columbia school of broadcasting is using him today as a bad example. I know Tony, you're being just happy to fill in for him. As a matter of fact, I'd be happy if you'd fill in for him permanently. Now, a lot of things going on and Tony, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to ask you for a sensible opinion for once. And if you can muster it up, give it to me. The Midnight Express are the World Tag Team Champions. Is that right? That's correct. So then it's a foregone conclusion. We're going to be the number one team in the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup $1 million tag team tournament, right? Foregone conclusion. We've got to be the number one seed, right? I'm sure. I'm I'm glad you agree. We've got to be the number one because we're the World Tag Team Champions, and that means that we're the best there are. And now, Road Warriors. I understand the Road Warriors want a title shot. Precious Paul Ellering mouthing off. Let me tell you something, Ellering. What you better do with your Road Warriors is you better get a little bit more finger paint and put it on their face. And you better get them in the gym and get them in shape and then take them out in the ring and have them beat somebody credible and get a little bit of a reputation and then come see me because right now they are just not ready for the Midnight Express. I would hesitate to think what would happen to them if they got in the ring with a couple of guys as tough as Loverboy Dennis and beautiful Bobby. Now, 
Rock and Roll Express last week on TV, everybody saw. They physically attacked me, Tony Schiavone, like cowards. They attacked me two on one. You were standing right here, you know they did. They tried to beat me up, and even two of them, as you can see, could not finish me off because I'm a tough, macho kind of guy. But that's the kind of people Rock and Roll Express are. They're back jumpers, they're cowards, they like two on one. They didn't want to stick around one on one with me where the odds would be even. They wanted to double up on me. Rock and roll, you cowards, you back jumpers, and you're never going to get the World Tag Team Championship belts back because the Midnight Express is more than capable of taking care of you. And you try to put me in that cage, you two punks, and I promise you something, there's going to be a lot of trouble because that's the only reason they ever wanted me to put me in a cage in the first place is because they're scared of me and they're scared of the greatest team in professional wrestling today. Loverboy Dennis and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. What up, losers? It's the real mean girl, Danny Jordan, a.k.a. Tony Schiavone's favorite wrestler, as seen on AEW Dark. Hit pause on your watch along right now, and I'll tell you when to hit play again in just a moment. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Hey, SaveWithConrad.com has been saving people money everywhere all across the map. Justin up in Kernersville, North Carolina, left us a five-star review, and he said, Jimmy and Jennifer were amazing. The process was very clearly communicated and I knew the status of my loan every step of the way. I was able to cut a point and a half from my interest rate and save $180 a month. It was an extremely smooth transaction and completely stress-free. Kudos to you guys. Now, kudos to you, Justin, for hearing our commercials here on the podcast and deciding, you know what? This is worth a shot. It's no cost. It's no obligation. I don't need perfect credit. And if they can't save me money, they won't waste my time. So what am I waiting for? Justin did it and he's saving 180 bucks a month. How much money can you save? Find out right now for free at savewithconrad.com. And oh yeah, we're licensed in more than 40 states. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. If you've experienced a loss of motivation, energy, or sex drive, or if you're noticing that you're a little softer around the middle than you used to be, it could be your testosterone levels have dropped by the time men reach the age of 30. In most cases, their T levels have started to decline. And low T can lead to a loss of muscle mass, depression, lack of energy, and low sex drive. The good news is you can remedy this with test X nine. This revolutionary new formula comprises nine clinically proven ingredients in measured amounts to naturally boost your body's testosterone production, which will maximize your performance and drive in a professionally developed supplement featuring magnesium activation technology. Experience increases in strength, energy, and sex drive, as well as improved sleep and well-being. If you want to take it to the next level, you can maximize your results with Ultimate Test Stack, which combines Test X9 with T-Assist, an estrogen control and liver support blend to turbocharge your T-levels and leave you feeling like a new man. You'll be amazed what effect raising your T-levels will do to your overall performance and well-being. Don't settle for average. Man up at LegacySupps.com and use code WHW for an additional 10% off your order. 
That's LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. LegacySupps.com. And the promo code is WHW to save an additional 10%. And uh, this is Nick Aldis's product. Check it out. It's what the NWA world champion uses. And you should too. It's LegacySupps.com. And the promo code is WHW to save 10% right now. Stand by. Hit play now. Do it. Do it now. Boy, how hot was that crowd for the rock and rolls? Wow, man. It was unbelievable. I don't even, I don't even think they were prompted. No, they were just, they saw him and they were chanting it. I mean, that mm-hmm. lets you know, you know, that it's working. I, I think, uh, Columbia school of broadcasting using David Crockett as a bad example was, it yeah. was right off the cuff type. He also had, a, I was thinking about when baby doll was doing her promo, uh, Jim had a line. I'm not going to get it right. And this was more recent than, than back then where he said, Tim Horner's promo was, was like promos were like a, a guilty man doing a deposition. <laughs> Just, uh, he, he could say it, man. I, and I know he said it better than that, but, uh, look how Bobby would look. <laughs> They would just do, they would do some subtle creative shit in the ring and, uh, just, uh, boy, the more I watch this, the more I miss the old days. Dude, it's the best. Yeah. Let, let mean, me give you a, an idea. I'm just wanted to throwing it out there. Okay. What if there is a temporary pause in our 1986 venture? Mm-hmm. What if we started reaching out to some guys from that era? Mm-hmm having some conversations with them to fill some time. I like it. You know, I know we could get Bobby and we could get Dennis and certainly we yeah. could get Ricky and we could get Robert and we could probably right. stretch a little bit of time, but still be sort of on brand, mm-hmm. you know, now listen, if we get the word that, Hey, it ain't coming back, then we'll make a different decision. But if we're thinking I was got to buy, buy a few weeks here or there, no big deal. I think we'll be okay. We could get Ronnie Garvin. We probably could get Jimmy Garvin. Magnum, Tully, Arn, JJ. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying there is, there is sort of companion pieces that we could do with this while we sort of get everything sorted out. Right. And we're going to try to get as many, uh, in the can as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Get ahead. Yeah. And, and, And I know that sucks because a lot of, a lot of folks won't be able to watch along with us, but we'll still at least have some holdover. By the way, uh, have you had a chance to listen to the new Kurt Angle show that drops on Sundays yet? I have not. I think you would dig it. Okay. Kurt is, uh, very transparent. We just recently recorded a show on his rookie year. It was actually a two-parter because his rookie year was so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. They did an undefeated streak and he won the intercontinental title and the European title at the same time. Mm. Then he won the King of the ring. And then he beat the rock to be world champion. That's wow. all in his first year of the business. That's getting a pretty good push. Well, what I was surprised about is he offered on his own payday information. Oh, and that's something that even when you go back to, you listen to like the very first episodes. Oh, look at this. He's making him clean his shoes. Did you see that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They would do so many. Cre- <laughs> oh my, they would God. do so many creative, subtle things and look at him talking <laughs> shit. Let's track it. Anyway, just saying, I think you would dig that angle show. 
Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Cornette is saying how tough the opponents are. And so what Dennis was doing, he was having that guy, putting that guy's arm around him. Dennis was screaming, help me, help me. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I loved him. I really, really did. And, you know. Him on the butt. Look, Here, go tag yeah. out. There you go. There you go. You know, it's almost like when you were a kid, cause you had mm -hmm. like 38 brothers and sisters, right? No, I had one. I look at him just smiling during the offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like with my sister and I guess with all brothers and sisters, when you're little kids, somebody starts to like take the, the other person's fist, mm -hmm. like, stop hitting yourself. Stop yeah, hitting right, yourself. Right. right. Look, the, look, mom. Yeah. There's hitting yourself. Yeah. The midnight express here are doing stop hitting yourself. Mm -hmm. on broadcast. To, I mean, on cable television, right? Look at this guy. This guy's flopping trying to around. swim away. <laughs> Conrad, Conrad, Conrad's looking like, what the fuck? What the fuck do I have here? Oh, now he's going to grind him up a little bit. There you go. <laughs> oh, this was not a good day for job guys. No, this was, no, this was not a good Well, at least he's selling, buddy. Oh, he's doing his best. Yeah. And so, oh, they just are fucking with him now. Oh God. Oh, hey, speaking of 1986, mm -hmm. we, um, we're getting going on the macho man intercontinental that was debuted. And, uh, either 85 or 86, but he held it until it was replaced, um, years later. Anyway, that'll be coming out soon here to adfreeshows.com. But it's fun to go back and watch as we're looking for old footage here, uh, from Jim Crockett promotions. It's fun to go back and watch old WWF TV in this same era, mm -hmm. just to get a flavor for what the competition was doing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And I was, uh, this was during the era of superstars and challenge, I guess back then. Yeah. Primetime wrestling. Yeah. Back then maybe on TNT on USA and Tuesday night Titans. I think they were going Tuesday night Titans time. was the real deal. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely Vince was wonderful in that man. It was just great, great stuff. They have poured this poor sap out of, they poured him out of the ring twice. Yeah. They're, they're, having, they're having fun just beating the shit out of these guys. Yeah, they really are. By the way, I want to give everybody a heads up. The, uh, the last show here, um, was March 8th. Of course, this one's happening on March 15th. They had a 2 PM show in Roanoke, Virginia. They did $42,000 at the gate. That was a record. Um, later that day, they'd be in Atlanta at the Omni and they had, uh, rock and rolls and midnights in a cage with Jim Crockett in a cage or Jim Cornette in a cage. Rather. I think they called it Betty Lou 79,000. Was the gate that night at the Omni? So on that same day, forty-two thousand, which was a record, and then seventy-nine thousand at the Omni. And here we go. Some of the mm. press for being with us this afternoon. For over fifty years, the Jim Crockett organization has insisted on presenting the finest in quality and exciting spectator entertainment. For the last number of years, its founder, the late Jim Crockett Sr., brought to millions of fans the finest in professional wrestling throughout this country. This tradition of excellence and this highest standards of competition continues under the able direction of his family. 
Today, we're pleased to announce the selection of the host city for the 1986 James Crockett Sr. Memorial Cup, featuring the top talent in professional wrestling. After a lengthy review of the many cities bidding for this fine event, that final decision was made and New Orleans, Louisiana was selected. We're here to present some of the details regarding that stellar competition, its all-star participants, and ticket information we know that all our wrestling fans will want to hear. With us today is the family of Mr. Crockett, including David, Jackie, Francis, and the president of our company, James Crockett, Jr. But first, it is my sincere privilege to present the wife of our founder, Mrs. James Crockett, Sr. Mrs. Crockett. Thank you. I and my family are very honored to have this tag team tournament named after my late husband, Jim Crockett. He was one of the original founders of the National Wrestling Alliance. And we wish for the Superdome in New Orleans a big success on the first annual Jim Crockett Sr. Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. And we look forward to possibly having next year's tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a word from the Executive Vice President of the New Orleans Superdome, Mr. Bob Johnson. We had the Super. Did we just watch this same thing on syndicated TV the other day? Yes, we do. Well, not the same thing. We saw the Bob Johnson interview. Oh, we saw Francis talking too. I think we did both. Oh, you mean you mean Mrs. Crockett? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I I don't remember seeing because I worked with Francis so long, uh, and that that close up of her, she always she she had a great laugh and always had a great sense of humor, and you could just tell she was ready to to just bust out laughing there. I just because I know Francis so well and. Yeah, and this is part of uh, Bob Johnson, and uh, I think Jim Oshis, by the way, who's who's born us all to death here, worked, I believe he worked at the Greensboro Coliseum for okay. years. And then Crockett's hired him, along with Rob Gardner. Here's Rob. Rob worked at WBT, uh, WBTV uh, for a long time in, in sales. And Rob and Jim Oshis came on and worked and started working for WCW when they were bought by Turner. And... Uh, Jim Oshist, uh, he was a good guy, and I, I don't know how long he worked for us. Rob Garner worked for us to the end. Jim Oshist, I'm not so sure, but I remember Jim, <laughs> Jim Oshist had this thing in Atlanta, and this is w, during the WCW era, and they brought in, I, I believe I got this right, they brought in like event managers and building managers from all over to have a little get together and OSHA's wanted dusty Rhodes to speak to them. So they had it at, at this place of the Omni. Oh, look at this. Bill after. Oh God. 24 team field for the Jim Crockett senior Memorial cup and the $1 million were prepared by the editors of pro wrestling illustrated on March 9th. The top 10 seeds are in the order of seeding the Legion of doom, the road warriors, America's team, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA, the National Wrestling Alliance World Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express, NWA World Champion Ric Flair and World TV Champion Arn Anderson, from Canada, former AWA Champion Rick Martel and Canadian International Champion Dino Bravo, the Rock and Roll Express, from Japan, Tiger Mask and former NWA Champion Giant Baba, also Entering the tournament are the Koloffs from the Eastern Bloc, 
From Australia, the Kiwi Sheepherders. And finally, number 10, the Mid-South Tag Team Champions, Ted DiBiase and Steve Williams. Thank you. Yay. Can you believe that the Midnights are third? Well, of course, my God, you see that kid in the tan? Yeah. All right, it's Andy Kaplan. The next kid is the guy that uh, came after me to do the, and I can't remember his name. He did the uh, Charlotte baseball team after I, I left. Uh, but Andy oh, we got to listen to this, man. Thank okay. you. You know, anybody that's been involved in wrestling knows of the tradition of the Crockett family. And certainly, we were fortunate enough to start a tradition with wrestling in the Superdome. And it's become one of the greatest spectator events in the world today. And we were very pleased to go together with the Superdome management and be able to put a bid in that got this fantastic tournament for our fans, for all the fans in the world. And you're talking about history being made, something that can never be done. This is the inaugural event, the first time ever that this cup will be at stake in $1 million with all the top teams in the world today. It's going to be the most fantastic spectator event, something that no one can afford to miss. We do have one thing that we want to add is that I've always had a dream that the Superdome would be the site of the NWA World's Championship changing hands. And we've put together another lucrative contract to give our fans the opportunity to see just such a situation. And we've had Ric Flair pull out of the tournament for the $1 million in the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Trophy to defend his world's heavyweight title against a guy that I've been fortunate enough to be associated with a long time, tag teamed with some, one of the first headliners as a young superstar of the first Superdome event ever. The man that I feel can beat Ric Flair, where the fans will see the world's title change hands, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I know, Bill, that's going to create some problems with some of the, the tag teams that are involved. Well, we have studied this. And Magnum TA has chosen Ronnie Garvin to replace Dusty Rhodes because of his uh, offensive ability. And Arn Anderson has taken Tully Blanchard on. However, the seedings will remain the same. Seedings will not change. Well, I think it's going to be the most fantastic thing ever. We will have a surprise main event for the afternoon session. This is the first time ever also that we've had a, a tournament of this magnitude where there'll have to be an afternoon event to have the first round matches to get them out of the way so that when the people come for the evening session, they'll be into the finals. But we'll have a surprise main event, some great attractions. That'll be a $10 first come, first serve for the whole afternoon session. That ticket will not be good that evening. And then they get that evening, of course, this fantastic match with all the top talent anybody's ever dreamed of seeing in a fantastic tag team tournament plus the World's Heavyweight Championship. And we hope to have one other great main event for that also. Thank you. Bill Watts came off pretty well right there. Yeah, he did a good job. Well, Bill could do it, man. Bill was, Bill was one of those guys you listened to and you thought, man, that fuckers. Speaking, of, speaking of fuckers. Uh, we, we heard the announcement from Bill Watts. Now you and Tully Blanchard are fourth seat. That's a pretty good seat. Well, number one, Tony Giovanni, I want to talk about one thing. Flair discussed this with myself and Tully Blanchard, and we all felt that he should get a crack at Dusty by himself. So we can pay back a few little things that Dusty's been doing to our family personally. So we decided as a unit 
that Flair would do this, okay? Okay. All right. Number two, the fact I should be seated number one is simply on the fact that I am world television champion. That's what's got me perturbed. Seated fourth is not good enough. I'm not fourth rate. Tully Blanchard's not fourth rate. Ric Flair's not fourth rate, okay? The fact that plays my partner, well, <laughs> who else? Anytime you put a combination, it could have very well been Tully and Flair, me and Flair, me and Tully. So that's fine and dandy. The only thing that's got me perturbed is the seating arrangement. You understand? But rest assured, we'll beat who we have to to achieve what we have to, and that means a million dollars split two ways, Tony Giovanni, as a hunk of cash. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that. Now, that aside, you've got a young man up here, Michael Jackson, that last week you gave a plug as being a good athlete, being a good wrestler, a lot of talent, granted all that. So what I felt, being the athlete that I am, being the world television champion that I am, I'm going to do what Dusty Rhodes never did. I'm going to go out here week in and week out and defend this world television title against only the top competitors. So we're going to give Michael Jackson a shot at the most prestigious belt in the world today other than Ric Flair's world heavyweight title, Tony Giovanni, and right here on national television. Okay. Arn Anderson will defend his world TV title right here, right now. Let's go to the ring. What do you think? I like it. It's going to be good because they always gave Mike Jackson a lot of, you know, they gave him a lot. As far as, and of course, as, as you said, at 95 years old, he's still wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Alabama, was, baby. Yeah. He was competing with Arn Anderson for bald spot of the year too on this one. Uh, so anyway, Jim, this is this, and, and it's, it's funny. I remember the story. I remembered it vividly now. And I, I love how this show brings out memories for me. Jim Osher's had all the, uh, all the guys over all the people who ran buildings, building managers and, I believe it was building managers, had this big meeting and wanted Dusty to address it. So Dusty was sitting in the back of the room with a tie on, dressed up, kind of like it was what we saw right there. And Jim Moshe says, we're going to have some speakers here in a moment. I want you, uh, most of you know who that, that heavy set gentleman in the back of the room is. That's Dusty Rhodes. We'll have you up here in a minute. <laughs> so Dusty came back to the office uh, and, and this was during the WCW era. Okay came back to the office and said, can you imagine that motherfucker call me heavy set? <laughs> it gets better. He said, what? The? He said, motherfucker, heavy set man in the back of the room. He said, why would he call me heavy set? I said, maybe because you're a fat ass motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I had, I had that special relationship with dusting. I what, really, really what did. What was his response? <laughs> he just look at, he would just stare at me. Uh, but, uh, and a lot of times I, Dusty would, Dusty always said about me, he said, you're the only person out there can call me a motherfucker or tell me to kiss their ass. And I don't get mad at, he'd say, he said that to me a lot, but, uh, <laughs> he called him and I, I got to thinking, why would Jim Oshis call him that heavy set gentleman in the back? Of course they all knew who Dusty was. Of course. Oh God. But anyway, Jim Osh just uh, then worked for Turner, and Rob Garner did. And Rob Garner was a Charlotte guy that was, uh, you know, knew the Crockett's very, very well, and uh, worked pretty hard. And, and I think I think he worked under Eric too. I'm, I'm sure he did. I don't think Osh just did, uh, but but Rob Garner did. And we saw a guy on the end there, Andy Kaplan, with the tan I talked about in the tan. He was Francis Crockett's assistant general manager 
with the Charlotte baseball team. And I knew Andy when I started, he started the Charlotte baseball team at the same time. We became very good friends. And we had often said, this is before I got into wrestling, that whoever got to the major leagues first in baseball would get the other person in. And Andy called me one day and said, this was probably like 1988, probably. He called me and he had just gotten the job with the New York Mets in the front office. And he called me to tell me that. And he said, I'm going to hold up my end of the bargain. He said, you're going to be the voice of the Mets here within the next couple of years. And I remember thinking, wow, I knew how Andy was. He was a pretty driven kid and I knew he would make an effort, but I didn't think much of it. And the tragic thing of that story is three months later, Andy passed away, Dried, died tragically uh, in his bed of a cerebral hemorrhage. Um, but uh, Andy was a good, good guy, man. Good. And then you I saw Paul Boschner, too. Did you notice Paul with that uh, raspberry color leisure suit on? That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cool. It was good. And you know what? This tournament, this tournament was, was a pretty fucking cool thing. And of course, I'm still in my fandom years here. Uh, and so I'm getting to see Tiger Mask and Giant Baba wrestle. I'm getting to see Dino Bravo wrestle, Rick Martell. I hadn't seen them wrestle before. Uh, we even had the, now these were the seedings. They had other teams too from Mid South uh, that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, we just saw the top 10 there. There's right, 24 right. teams though. And that's where I first met Bruce uh, at, that, at that show. And I remember thinking, and they had a big board. A big, I think it was like a maroon board they put in the back, and we moved uh, teams around when they won and they advanced. And it was pretty fucking cool. I, I remember going, I, I can't remember the crowd, if it was big or not. I thought the, the evening crowd for Dusty and Rick was pretty good, but I just remember it being fucking cool. How funny was it, too, by the way, when we see... Here's the top 10 seeds, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. All right. Our next speaker. So Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair are no longer in that. Forget everything he just said. I know. What? You know, I, I, when I saw him do that, I remember that it was Magnum and I was remember that it was Magnum teaming with Ronnie Garvin because they ended up going to the championship against the road warriors. Right. And I remembered it was Ronnie Garvin and Magnum. And I remember how did they make that switch? Did they announce it? And then week, a week later, they announced we're going to change it. Hell no. They had, they announced the change like three minutes later. <laughs> it's like, that's Bill Watts being the boss, man. The hell this may be the Crockett cup. Okay. But I want this world championship yep. in my place yep. and I'm going to make the change. That's exactly what it is. And of course it didn't happen. Let, let's, let's recap again. We talked about our last episode was on March 8th that night. Uh, they were in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio and did a hundred thousand dollar deal. there, sold wow. out. And of course the, the next day, two shows matinee and Roanoke, we mentioned earlier record 42 grand that night at the Omni 79,000. They were off on, um, the 11th through the 13th. Uh, I guess I glossed this over. They did a TV taping in Greenville, South Carolina. So you're going to see that on the syndicated show. But they're off the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And then on the 14th, uh, the Midnights were on a show that sold out in Bassett, Virginia, $17,000 house. And here, of course, we're doing uh, TBS tapings during the day. But that night, we're in Charleston, West Virginia. It's an 8 p.m. show. Does $40,000 at the gate. The next day, it's a matinee show. And it does a, a sellout, 34000 And, uh... 
Jimmy would say sold out the Asheville civic center with about 5,000 paying 34 grand, both all time records. Hundreds were turned away mm. that night. They're in Cleveland, Ohio, a sellout again, $60,925. Um, Jim Cornette wrote the event sold out 7,000 plus fans, a record gate and had some turned away. If you're wondering how in hell these guys made this ridiculous schedule early in 86 Crockett bought a refurbished commuter plane, a Gulfstream two that seated 18 and the top talent took this plane to the shows all over the East coast. Later, a Falcon F 20 would be added and the G two would become known as the jabroni jet. Even with their own planes, the schedule would provide plenty of photo finishes in terms of getting to the events. So the jabroni jet, and those are the two planes, the uh, Falcon F 20 and the G two, uh, Greenville, South Carolina on the 17th, we've got 16,000 at the gate there. Mooresville, North Carolina is going to be a TV taping and only draws $14,000 at the gate. Raleigh has 14,600 at the gate. Uh, Macon, Georgia has 16,000 and then they're back in West Virginia. This time in Huntington, they've got nearly 6,000 fans in the civic center. there, paying $47,000, another sellout. West Virginia was hot for you guys in this time. Yeah, sure was. And, um, Jimmy would write the fans were so angry at the midnight express winning that they were mobbed trying to go back to the locker room. JC swinging to fight his way through the mob ended up with four arrest warrants for assault, but pleaded no contest paid a hundred dollar fine. After the police corroborated his story that he was only acting in self-defense and then back taping again. So before they get after this trip in the coming week, Cornette is going to pick up four assault charges. That's heat, Bubba. <laughs> that is heat. We're going to sell out Jimmy some towns, have... get on our new plane and catch a couple of rest ones. Yeah. Jimmy didn't back down. Cornette didn't. I mean, he was, I've told the story about, you know, how if a fan would put their hand on him, he would fucking flip out. He would turn into this. Well, he would turn into the Jim Cornette you saw on TV, uh, with rabies. He was, uh, Hey, I appreciate it. I really did. I, I, I often looked at fans getting involved in wrestlers, you know, trying to get physically involved in wrestlers as, you know, stay in your fucking lane dudes. But let's hear it for old time heat, right? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, nothing wrong with that, man. Arn Anderson giving, uh, Mike Jackson a lot of stuff here, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Arn walked in the ring, said, now hold it now. Now looking around the fans, like what's going on here? See, this is the, this is fucking, this is the art of the shit. The art of wrestling. The art of wrestling is, you know what it is, but you still buy into it. Right. That's, that's the art of the rest. That's the art of wrestling. Just I very agree. simply. Yeah. And Arn, man, shaking that hand. I have so much fun with him now. Oh, man. It's just a lot of fun, man. What we do is fun, right? Are you still with me? Yeah. I'm just okay. uh, letting you do your thing, man. You're basking okay. in your Crockett glory. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, just, I was just saying wrestling was fun back then, and it's even more fun today because, uh, 
Like Arn, Arn and Brock got to the building earlier uh, this week. Yeah. And they went to work out. And Arn said, did you get the Uber? And Brock said, yeah, I got it. And I said, where are you going? Arn said, going to go work out. I said, you go go watch Brock work out? Because I just give him shit. Sure. And he just, he just looks at me you know, over top of his glasses. And uh, he hits me with these one-liners. Uh, when's the last time you worked out fat ass or something like that? Right. And, uh, it just, it just wonderful banner back and forth that I was, I'm able to rekindle again. Did the dog just sneak up on me here. I didn't see him. No. He, uh, bugs in his bed. Yeah. Bugs been sick. What's wrong with Bug? He's got, got diarrhea. Wait, Doug has, I mean, uh, Bug, Bugs got the shits. Yeah. How, but why? I don't. I don't know. I think we gave him a treat that didn't settle with him the last two nights. I've literally been up all night with him because he'll, he'll, he'll start growling in the middle of the night and barking. Like I want to get out. So, so I let him out and back in, go upstairs, 20 minutes later, he's wanting to go back outside. So, you know, whatever he wants, but he's doing okay here today. I think. So anyway, uh, we're kind of, I'm kind of rambling here, but it's just wonderful uh, being able to say that you were there for this, and even in many parts, uh, say I was I was able to be there for for WCW because we did some good things, we did a lot of bad things, I know, uh, and uh, now able to say I'm part of what we're doing now. So and it's all good. It's all good. Well, do you see there in the black, right straight ahead? Who is see that? the fan? In the black, yeah, but with who, the necklace on, yeah, right. That's that's soon to be Mrs. Koloff. I have to apologize, my mama down in Houston, Texas, for yesterday, last week, coming on here all week trying to take my clothes off. You understand? Because after what happened to me, I wondered what was left when they take everything from you, when they take all your titles, when they take all the match you won, put everything in perspective. They've taken everything but my clothes, and I got to thinking about an old saying. When you come from the dust, you ain't got nothing but your own birthday suit, you understand? So if I have to wear my birthday suit to get some attention, I will. And that is a fact. I'm Anderson. Right now, the fans told you your next, your leg gonna be broken before it's all over. Before it's through, and Tony Blackton, the national heavyweight champion, running around with my title. I'm Edison running around my title. The only thing that they ain't got is my lady. And there's another guy out here sporting some fine-looking woman. But let me tell you what, there ain't no lady, no woman, anywhere like the doll is. The doll is number uno. So let me tell you something, Tully Blanchard. You tell Rick Flair we got a date with Destiny in the in the Superdome, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I don't believe you're gonna make it that far. I'll be looking at somebody else across that ring, Rick Flair, Slick Rick. So get ready for the biggest year in the history because the dream. If I have to take my clothes off and go buck naked, live and in color television, I call my mama and say, darling, don't watch, cause I'm gonna be running around. Showing it off, and it's gonna happen, Jack. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes with Baby Doll. We are coming. He oozes charisma, but every now and again, he'll just get lost. Yeah, he wanted to give a little subtle tongue-in-cheek uh, inside baseball reference for Nikita's gal in the in the crowd for sure, though. Yeah. Like, here we go. Here's Jimmy Jam. Here on World Championship Wrestling. It probably should be right down against.
against the law, you know? It should be against the law that this girl and I walk around the country looking so fine. It's a crying shame. It's a crying shame that other people don't take lessons from us. I mean, I, I know I've told Tony this, and I'm going to tell you people right now. I would appreciate when I travel these arenas across the world. Please, no smoking when I enter the ring because it gets in gorgeous Jay's hair. And after all, I got the only head of hair that's insured by Lloyd to London. And now let's get down to business. Business, business, business. I'm really disappointed. That's right. Gorgeous Jimmy is disappointed, you know, I thought for sure. I thought for sure today would be the day when Gorgeous Jay came in here to this wonderful superstation, the Major League of Professional Wrestling, and I would find me some Indian that I've been looking for. Now you say, what kind of Indian is that? And that reminds me of a riddle I got. What weighs 300 pounds, don't have a whole lot of hair, has some stinky beef jerky breath, and is invisible. I don't know. It's Wahoo McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo McDaniels, of course. I don't see him nowhere. I sent him a plane ticket. He sent it back to me with $1,000 and said, please, leave me alone. <laughs> Listen, uh, gorgeous and precious. He's not here today, but I think we have this word from Chief Wahoo McDaniel. And let's go to that right now. Oh, well, this is a treat. Let's take a look. Tony, you're laughing. <laughs> the music. How bad. about that was footage of Wahoo chopping Brody, mm -hmm. Blair. How about Bill Alfonso is the referee over there? Mm -hmm. Bill, uh, Rick Rudy sent to. Yeah. Blair's going to do the upside down gimmick. Abdullah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a shade ahead of me, but my goodness. This is a cool video, but you're making fun of it. Is it because of the chanting? You don't like the music? Yeah, I just, I just thought it's, it's too campy. It's too cliche-ish. Dude, him and uh, Brody was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it probably is as many, uh, uneducated idiots out there would say it's, uh, offensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 1986. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, of course. Of hey, course. so the footage we're watching right here, this is definitely championship wrestling from Florida, right? Some of it is, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if Alfonso's the referee, that makes me right. think that that's where it is. And you know what's interesting is we haven't seen Wahoo this year on TBS. Listen, I'm not going to take anything away from the guy by the looks of that film right there. Listen to those people. I'm not going to take anything away from Wahoo McDaniel. He is a tough man. He is a legend. And I'm not scared. I don't care if you think I'm scared. I'm not scared of the man. I mean, what do you think, baby? What do you think? Do I have piece a, of cake, it's a piece gorgeous. of cake? It's a piece of cake. You heard it right from Precious's mouth. It's a piece of cake. Gorgeous Jimmy is not afraid of that Indian. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. And it don't matter. The fact is this. I'm here and he's not. I didn't send in no video. I didn't send in no film. I came here live and in color. And where's he at? He sends in a video his mother probably put together. And by the way, Wahoo McDaniels, your days are numbered, pal. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I don't know if I want to make Wahoo McDaniel mad or not. The one, the only gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with precious. We're coming right back. What do you think of the insult beef jerky breath? 
What's wrong with that? All right. How many? I'm looking, I'm, how many? I, I just, I just laugh when he said I'm looking for an Indian. How many? I'm coming for yous and babies. Are we gonna get right here? Let's count. Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, the Rocket Roll Express. That's right, Tony. You know we are in the top ten seedings right there. That's gonna be held there in New Orleans at one million dollars plus that big trophy. I like to say, let me tell you something, Midnight Express. You know, before we get to the Superdome, we got a lot of matches where uh, Bay Lewis coming out. We right, might be right. the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Before we get to the dome, we're looking forward to going there. The Midnight Express, you got what we want. That's the NWA titles, baby. That's right, Tony, like Brother Seth for the Jim Crockett Memorial Cup at $1 million. Ooh. The biggest prize ever in professional wrestling. And we're in the top 10 seedings, and we're going to be there. But now, Jimmy Cornette has come out here, and he has put the rock and roll down time and time again. But Cornette, like Brother has said, before we get the Superdome, those world titles are liable to be around our waist because it could be in Charleston, West Virginia, or it could be in Conway, or anywhere you want to go. We're going to come and put those titles around our waist. And now, week after week after week, Ric Flair has come out here on TV talking about all the little teeny boppers and what they could do. But let me tell you something, Ric Flair. All those little teeny boppers stand up for rock and roll, and I love each and every one of them, and so does brother here. So if you got anything to say to the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson or myself, you come out here, dude, and leave all these nice people alone. Tony. Good All right. Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, the Rock and Roll Express. Let's go to the ring. Uh, Ricky did something there that's really, really important. And, and I, I say this because I was a fan. And as a babyface, if you mentioned the town that you were going to, yeah, that was, that was good. That was sometimes worth the price. He mentioned Charleston, West Virginia. He mentioned Conway, South Carolina. And he didn't just throw those names out randomly. Those are towns they were getting ready to go to. Right. So that's important. I remember back, I lived um, obviously in Virginia, and we had at times spot shows in a place called the Augusta Expo in Fishersville, Virginia. I remember they would call it Fisherville. Fisherville, Virginia. And then when I started working for Jim Crockett Promotion, I said, guys, it's Fishersville. And they changed it. So anyway, um, all those years they called it Fisherville, and I had no way to tell them. So anyway, uh, they had uh, Blackjack, who had just turned babyface. He, he'll be coming to the Augusta Expo in Fishersville. Let's bring in Blackjack Mulligan. And Blackjack took the entire time, and he had allotted during that interview, to talk about the great people in Fishersville or Fisherville in Augusta County. And he had all those towns, and he knew what to say. And that sold me, and I bought a ticket because of what he said. Right. And so it's just that's a that's that's so so elementary, but so vital to what we were doing back then. Put over the town, put over the people, say something about them, and that that brought him in. That was good stuff, and that's what Ricky Morton did. Boom, Flair did that too on these interviews. We heard that. I'm coming to Philadelphia. Yeah. Or, uh, that's that's smart stuff, man. They just I just like the old school subtle way of doing things. That you know you don't have anymore because we don't run house shows anymore. You know, I was looking at uh, songs we could pick for the Crockett tribute video. Mm-hmm. I found myself just going through old catalogs and downloading stuff, just trying stuff, and then we settled on the Highwaymen Against the Wind cover of Bob Seger song. And the uh, another one that I liked, but I decided, nah, I need to save that and do like a video for Flair one day. But Johnny Cash's I've been everywhere, man, mm-hmm. where he just lists all the cities. 
Yeah. I remember him standing by you on this TBS set and just randomly firing off all these cities. And when cash gets to that part where he's naming them everywhere, I was like, man, that's, that's the jam. And about mm-hmm. three months ago, back when Coon was a living person and he would still help us with our music and things like that. Uh, well, he's not, he's an invalid. I don't know that you know that. I didn't know he was an invalid. Yeah. Only thing I've seen is his scar on, uh, on social media. And that's about it. He's uh, he's bathed one time since he's been out of the hospital uh, a few months ago. And he just, yeah. uh, lives in a recliner now. So I don't think he'll be able to make music for us anymore, but back before he lost use of his limbs, he was thinking about doing, uh, a Mance Warner spoof. I bled everywhere, man. I bled <laughs> everywhere. But instead of doing like the big towns, it would be, you know, yeah. Jackson, Mississippi, you know, just randling right. off. Now, here we go. This is going to be fun. The national heavyweight champion. And here's the team. Pretty formidable team. I would think your ratings have just taken a phenomenal jump in the last 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, I tell you, Tony Schiavone. It was hard pressed to look for somebody that was as good as the three horsemen to be my partner. I tell you what, Flair, we decided he goes on, defends that world title, take Dustin Rhodes down for the last time, New Orleans, Louisiana. Four seeds, should be number one. The remaining two are the four horsemen, Arn Anderson, Double A, and Tully Blanchard, the national heavyweight champion. What two athletes are better conditioned than us, more experienced than us? Two champions combined, Tony Giovanni, <laughs> are going to be unbeatable. If you want to seat us 24th, do it. We'll beat six teams, eight teams, or every team if we have to, to win a million dollars because we got expensive habits. And I you got understand news, what I'm saying? I got news for you. If you think that we can't go out on a million dollars in New Orleans and have... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Baby doll. Baby doll is here with us at ringside. You know, I have a couple of words for all of you. And Arn Anderson, I'm going to start by you. You never beat Dusty Rhodes for the title, and you know it. Tully Blanchard, we all know how you won the title. I'm not going to embarrass everyone by telling you what kind of man you are. And J.J. Dillon, huh? On my worst day, darling, I could knock you into tomorrow. And since you're talking about ratings, about how many people watch us, I am challenging you right now. What is she is challenged? She is what? She is challenged. JJ Dillon, right? You're challenging me. You're challenging me. You're not going to go on national TV and embarrass Dusty Rhodes and James and just Tony Schiavone. That woman will do anything to get a little affection, any way she can to get somebody to hug her. I think James is going to go in. JJ Dillon is going up against Baby Doll. The challenge has been made. Oh my! I can't begin to imagine what we're in for. I can't begin to imagine it all. Oh, here's America's team. It's Dusty and Magnum. And they're all in the ring. Oh, Magnum in with Arn Anderson as Tully takes the shoe. Magnum, sunset flip. And Tully comes in for a save. What the fuck was Pee Wee counting? <laughs> both men with Magnum up. That's it. And Magnum both have them down. Blanchard over the top rope. Belly to belly. 
Jones above the turnbuckle. They have that right leg of Arn Anderson. They have the leg of Arn. Oh! Payback has come to Arn Anderson. They have him again. JJ trying to drag Arn Anderson away. Still, they're pulling on him. is hobbling off the best he can. And there goes Blanchard and Dillon. American Steve. So Tony, I really love what we just watched. I mean, it's, uh, it wasn't the most perfectly executed thing. It didn't feel overproduced. It felt real. And that's why I liked it. But given the fact that they're probably going to be squaring off in this tournament against each other, wouldn't it have made more sense if Dusty wasn't there mm-hmm. and it was Nikita. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you wanted to do that with baby doll. We're yeah. just going to track it. Who gives a shit? What Manny? And, and I mean, wh- what'd you think of that? Well, I, I, I agree with, uh, with because of what's going on in the Crockett cup, you don't think it would be dusty and, and, uh, and Magna, but they, uh, they always wanted to establish America's team and they all, they've been wanting to establish that dusty was going to get back at all of them one at a time. So that was, I guess, I guess maybe in their mind, this Jim Crockett senior cup was important, but it was a one-off to the angles they were running on TV. But then again, there's the Nikita thing. You would think Nikita would be involved in it. So, but you know, Magnum and Nikita have had their pull apart. So I can't explain everything. I can't explain why Pee Wee was counting. (laughs) It was a lot of nonsense. Yeah. But you know, it was fun. I mean, the the crowd was into it. Sure. Sure. And I'm sure the people at home are into it as well. And I'm sure these two are saying a little bit of nothing, but that's okay. Let me give you a spoiler. I'm coming for you. We're coming for you. I'm coming for you. We're coming for you. Here we go. Together again, baby. And I ain't boxing in the shadows no more. I'm coming out. And when the bull comes out, baby, there ain't no more pushing on. Porque yo soy el hombre, el toro de San Antonio, y el corazón de todos los latinos. Cuando yo juego a luchar, yo vengo a luchar a ganar. Y amigo, el boogie woogie, van a ver toda la gente. Que aquí van a caer el pobre de Jones y Barbera, Tijo Khan. And Baron Von Rasky, baby. You're messing with a man. And when you're going to mess with somebody, you want to mess with these two. Because we're street proof. Daddy, and when we prove it, we stamp you. USDA, ground beat, baby, because that's what the bull does, and that's what the boogeyman does best. Take care of business, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. And one more thing, we're coming baby. after you, baby. We're gonna be in that big cup race right there in New Orleans. It's gonna be announced next week. We're together forever. All right, the raging bull and the boogeyman, Jimmy Vant. Let's go to the ring. Boy, these fans chanting, they're fucking taking me out of it a little bit. <laughs> a lot of kids there. Yeah. That day. And when you have a lot of kids, there's a lot of chanting going on. They're going to be excited. Yeah. You know, it, it, it never did bother me. It, it, to me, it brought, it just was part of the ambience of what we were doing. So, and I heard the NWA is going to be back taping shows again. Have you heard that? Yes, they are. I think they're coming yeah. back this weekend. In fact, right. on pay-per-view. I had so. a, a guy that I, one of our, uh, our guys on Patreon, who's a member of us on, on the, the WH Monday 
WHW Monday Patreon takes, I didn't realize it, but he takes, uh, he's one of the photographers for them, and he told me that. I didn't realize that. That's good. Hey, I'm, I'm for everybody in wrestling getting back to work and being able to make some money. It's good for business. It's good for everybody. The, uh, the virus, the plague, whatever you want to call it, has certainly taken its toll on everyone, especially uh, independent wrestling. Right. It really has. So I'm glad to see that happen. I'm glad to see that happen. Oh, oh by the way, uh, just this uh, past Monday, our new show, Elevation, aired. Oh, yeah. How did it go? It was, it was pretty good. It was for the first time Paul and I had ever worked together. It was great being able to reconnect with him and talk to him. He's got a great attitude. And it, it's, it's funny that I remember him as the giant, okay, in the NWO days. And then all of a sudden, boom, that was it. Because I left wrestling, never did watch what he was doing. And all of a sudden, he appears backstage, and it's like he has this whole history now behind him that I was unfamiliar with. So it's, it was great catching up with him and we're trying to elevate the younger stars, which I think is great doing profiles on them and things like that and doing some interviews. So pretty excited about it. Pretty, pretty excited about it. And, uh, I'm glad I'm with him. Good guy. And I played for him, the, the giant taking a shit. Oh, with the video that Chris made? The video. Mm-hmm. I, I sent that to him. What do you think? And he, he absolutely loved it. He said, this is fucking wonderful. He said, I remember somebody confronted me about it because they had seen it online or something years ago. I said, yeah, that was us. So that's Paul White, buddy. International star of stage and wrestling. Well, here's Ronnie Garvin. Hey, by mm-hmm. the way, I uh, made an observation while I was down there in Jacksonville. Okay. I watched this show to get ahead, thinking you and I were going to get together while we were down there and record some. So I wanted to be prepared. Yeah. And as I watched Ronnie Garvin just brutalize this poor motherfucker, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And I texted yeah. a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey man, did you pattern or how much Ronnie Garvin did you watch when you were first coming up and breaking in? And he replied a lot. Holy shit. Where did this come from? You're the only person who's ever texted me and that, or asked me about this brother. It's Taz. Wow. And you watch, you know, the short boots, no knee yeah. pads. Right. Just brutalizing the motherfuckers. Uh-huh. It's Taz. Yeah. And yeah, I had a whole conversation with him about it. And he's like, dude, not one person has ever asked me that or put that together. Who told you this? I said, nobody. I'm just watching. And I'm like, dude, look at this dude. He's not the biggest dude, mm-hmm. but he's like one giant muscle, big old tree trunk legs and little short boots, just mm-hmm. stretching guys and brutalizing them. Like if, if Bill Alfonso was running around the ring, blowing a fucking whistle and Ron Garvin didn't wear the towel around his neck, he wore it on his head. Mm-hmm. That's him. That's right. You put this motherfucker in a singlet, shave his yeah. head and yeah. tell him, don't wear the towel around your neck, pull it up over your head. And we're going to put a fucking little skinny goof behind him, blowing a whistle <laughs> and throw a couple more suplexes. It's Taz. <laughs> yeah. He called him the, uh, the non-neurotic Taz. 
Yeah, you're you're spot on with that, man. And he's wearing orange here. Look at this. Dude, it was like all over me. And I'm like, how did I never see this? And then he was like, Man, who told yeah. you this? Nobody. I'm just watching yeah. more Ronnie Garvin than ever before. Yeah. He's and always no, expecting some and, sort of Oh yeah, somebody stooged him off. Yeah, I know. Some sort of conspiracy against him and We're trying we're clearly trying to fuck him. I mean, I know when I wake up every day, I wonder, how can I fuck? Tazarium. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Yeah. Tilly Blanchard, James, you know. And let me tell you something. We're going to be Mr. Nice Guy no more. We've been taken advantage of for the last time. Baby doll, come out here strutting her stuff because she was mesmerized by all the gold that's blinding her that used to belong to her a long time ago. I'm talking about the world television title proudly held by Mr. Arn Anderson. I'm talking about the National Heavyweight Championship belt held by Mr. Mr. Tully Blanchard, and she come out here strutting nothing but her butt, and she trying to set me up, trying to set me up to get that doom squad out here that they call America's team to try and cripple my boys. But they left unscathed, and most important is we still got the hardware. You know, I tell you what, you know, Dusty Rhodes, you get a point today. You, you did something I didn't think could be done, but you got one step up. That's like a double jump in checkers because you lost us on a cool moment and you snuck up behind like the dogs are. You and Magnum TA can't get in the ring and face us man to man because right here it's too tough for you. We, he took that from you and I took this from you last week on national television, Dusty Rhodes. And everybody knows, Magnum, you didn't win the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. So I just go to show, y'all are all second-class citizens. So you come out here and you think and devise this big plan up and sneak up to take down two of the four horsemen. It worked. Well, it worked. And you jumped off, but no broken leg. The man is right here. He's standing there, two legs. He might have a bruise, but he's getting back in the ring next week. And I am, too. But the proof is in the pudding arm. We got these. And you got nothing. Cowboy boot on the leg. How's that leg feeling anyway? Uh, we were up there horse laughing at what was a hilarious situation that Baby Doll wanted to get her hands on JJ for her own personal reason. While we were having a laugh, they jumped us from behind. You heard about Johnny Bench? Yeah, that is frustration on their part because, as we said, we've got what you want. You want things, we have things. We have the income that goes with being these champions. We have the prestige that goes with being, in these, being these champions. And the bottom line is, Dusty Rhodes, you're at the bottom of the heap now. you got to prove yourself. We don't even have to fool with you. You're not even a contender. And as far as America's team goes, we're in better shape than you are. We're better athletes than you are. And we've got our haste in the hole, namely James J. Dillon, which gives us that edge that will always push us over the top. Tony Giovanni, we are the three horses. Ask me why I'm looking over my back. Why are you because looking I over your back? i got to watch their backs because Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Ronnie Garvin, and the whole rest of the pack are nothing but a bunch of back jumpers. And they're chasing the pack. Face to face, just ask him to come face to face. Boy, three irate men. Dude, as I said, I previewed this when we were in Jacksonville. How did uh, I miss that inside baseball reference? I you heard about Johnny Bench. I can't believe that made air. <laughs> well, That's it's live. really inside base. It's really inside baseball. No All one right. knew what was going right, on. Here we go with Magatia. Yeah. Of course, his girlfriend's here, so he's wearing yeah. a shirt. Hey, American, at least we have found one American who recognizes Nephew Nikita as being superior. Actor. I had 
tired of these uh, mega TAs. Come on, dog, dog, dog. How he's a contract and Nakita no sign. You see what I got here? Yeah. Yeah, these are more mega TAs. Maybe cry a little more mega TAs. How many wrestlers he says stop a fight before? Yeah, 15 old Nakita. Five old Mega TA. I quickly tear up the contract Jim Crockett promotion. Signed by this Mega TA. They embarrass us. They insult us by giving us a contract such as this. The Kremlin won't accept it. Nephew Nikita won't accept it. Whenever you're ready to meet our stipulations, our terms, then Nikita, and only then, will nephew Nikita meet you on television and defeat you for the United States heavyweight title. You better avoid Nikita because you fear him, because he is a better wrestler than you, more ability, stronger than you, and you're going to find it a hard way. It's going to happen. It's inevitable that it's going to happen someplace around the world. Magnum TA, the time is closing in on you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Just like you, World Warriors. Now the time is up for you. I've been Michigan, Grand Rapids, Lansing, Saginaw, inside the cage. Time is up for you. It's not going to be Road Warriors anymore. It's going to be Road Wimps. Yes, you heard me. We're going to take great pleasure at beating you up, just like in Cleveland. We're going to do it in double chain match. Oh, what a good time we're going to have. We're going to have you down on your knees, begging for us to stop. We're going to say no after we slap you some more. Maybe we're going to hurt a little bit, but the road warriors going to hurt a lot more than superior They talk about this Jim Crockett Memorial, the first cup, team tournament, one million dollars. Well, we're looking forward to this also. You see, there's a lot of teams that's very upset, a lot of tension. You seen earlier with this dusty roads out there, Arn Anderson, trying to break legs. But the intent is there for $1 million. I know a lot of Americans out there would do something very serious to their own family. Well, you can be sure of one thing. Nikita, my nephew, and myself don't care about the Americans or anyone else. We're going to take the $1 million and make them TA. It is destiny. Matthew Nikita is going to be next United States heavyweight champion. All right, Ivan and Nikita Kolov. Very briefly right here, we'd like to say happy anniversary to Bob and Linda Owens of Saginaw, Michigan. We celebrated our 56th anniversary just this past Friday. They wrote and told us they watch us each and every week and they'll be going to the matches Monday night. Oh, we Congratulations care. from all of us. Up to you in Saginaw, Michigan. If you'd like to write to us, anniversary announcements of 50 years or more, write to us at World. 50 years or more. Boy, after being married to Lois for 50 years, I'm sure that's what you want. A fucking wrestling announcer <laughs> to say congratulations. Some people wanted that, but I thought it was priceless. That was after the Russians were screaming. Yeah, so fuck them Russians. So listen, happy anniversary. <laughs> oh, so Mother Russia is going to kill us all. Okay. And, but first, we need to think. <laughs> By the way, are we going to talk about Johnny Bench here? Or are we going to do it behind the paywall? We do the same. Yeah, it's got to be behind the paywall. We, we've mentioned it before, but my yeah. God. Well, all right. It's, Coming up, the syndicated show, the six oh five show. We're gonna yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll long form it for you, Johnny yeah, Bench but, fans. But yeah, but uh, the six oh five show actually airs before this. Yes, but because we're behind, it's kind of airing behind. So you uh, you people watching on uh, ad free shows. And Patreon. 
you'll get that here soon. It'll come out together. <laughs> we don't want to put it on Westwood One. No, probably. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was tremendous. It was. It was just it, a lot about this show. Again, it seems like every week we come up with something really, really good to talk about on the show, and it's amazing because back then you're like a week next week angle next week angle. it does get monotonous it does yeah, it all runs together yeah sure but then you go back and you take a look at it and each and every show we have something else to talk about you know i mean you mentioned uh ronnie garvin taz you mentioned we've talked about uh again the kita and his bride to be and let me mention uh later today we're at the charleston west virginia civic center coliseum on top, it's uh rock and rolls versus the midnights in a two out of three. The reason Flair's not here, he's down working with Wahoo in the main event in the Bahamas for championship wow. wrestling for Florida. The next day we've got two legit sellout records, one in Asheville, North Carolina with the midnights and rock and rolls. Of course, Jim Crockett, I keep saying Crockett, Jim Cornette in the cage above the ring. Mm-hmm. They get 5,000 fans there. Uh, that night it's another sellout. Another new record, Cleveland, Ohio. We got the road warriors in a double chain Russian match with the Russians. Of course, Ron Garvin challenging Ric Flair for the world title. Magnum TA working with Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson working with dusty Rhodes, and the midnights working with the rock and rolls. Cleveland, Ohio got a hell of a show. Did they not? Mm. And they were just talking about that chain match on that interview. So yeah, uh, on did. the, on the 18th, that's again, another double shot. Uh, Flair and uh, Dusty are in Lansing, Michigan. We've got a television taping in Mooresville, North Carolina. On the 19th, two shows again, one at the uh, Grand Rapids Stadium Arena, the other at the, the famed Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. On the 20th, two shows again, uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's a high school gym. Uh, and then part of my fandom. That's part of your fandom? Yep. Well, there you go. It's very, very prominent in the, uh, butts and seats comic coming out. Oh, we got to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Very uh, also, prominent. also on the 20th central States had Harley race and bruiser Brody taking on Ric Flair and Bob Brown in a steel cage match. And Pat O'Connor is the guest referee. How about that for a card? Wow. How about that? And then, uh, two more shots on the 21st here in Albany, Georgia, and then in Huntington, West Virginia, 6,000 there. It's a sellout. It feels like West Virginia was a real hotbed for you guys. Yeah, well, West Virginia was good for us. It's, I mean, Charleston's kind of remote. The, the whole state is mountainous and right. you know, with the po- with pockets of, of population. So it was a good place. It was, uh, we had one of our first dynamites there in AEW too and did well. So it's always been a good wrestling town, always for us. And Charleston, uh, West Virginia, a good, a good state for us. I miss the, uh, and you were, you were talking about the different cards. Yeah. I miss the allure of wrestling and this is kind of what, what really sold it for me when I was a fan, you would see these bigger than life people beat up people on TV and talk about beating up their adversaries, Yeah, but you never saw it on TV. You had to go to the arena and do it. And then when you got to the arena and you saw these, like you saw the Russians come out and then you saw the Koloffs come out. You would sit in the stand and say, finally, we're finally going to see it happen. We're finally going to settle it. You know, it was, it's changed so much here. We're going to end the show. Ready? Yep. Good to hear from y'all. 
You know, as everybody knows, Donnie Garvin in 1986 set out to do something, is to get the belt and wrestling title away from Ric Flair, the world's champion. And I have, not, I have not given up on it. Ric Flair, Ronnie Garvin, the hands of stones has got coming down hard on you, real hard. That's what it takes. And you're not going to make it to the James Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, Cup, if I can help it. You know, everybody knows now that Magnum T.A. and I are going to be partners. Well, I asked Magnum his feelings about teaming up with me for that cup, and he said it was fine with him. He was very pleased, and I know I'm very pleased because I couldn't find a better partner anywhere in the world. And I think our chances of winning it are real great because I think we're going to be a great combination. I get butterflies thinking about it. I get butterflies in my stomach because I've never wrestled in my life. This is the greatest wrestling event in professional wrestling, in the history of professional wrestling. And we're talking about wrestling for a million dollars. Well, I've never wrestled for a million dollars. Like I said, I got butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it. We're talking about prestige. We're talking about the biggest ever. We're talking about teams from other countries. We're talking about the biggest toughest competition all around the world and it's really going to be something I'm very pleased to be in it and Dusty Rhodes is going to be wrestling Ric Flair but if I can help it Ric Flair is not going to make it but anyway I'm very pleased again to say you know like I say I got butterflies in my stomach I've done a lot of things in my life but I never thought I'd get to wrestle for a million dollars brother and you're going to be the greatest partner in the world we're going to get that 10 million dollars and a whole lot of people are going to feel the hands of stone and Magnum T.A. taking them out in that memorial tournament We'll see you next week on World Championship Wrestling. Did Dusty send him out to save that? Yes, he did. Bail him out because he does. He, he's got butterflies. And then Magnum came out and made it $10 million. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you could yeah. tell Ron yeah, we was a little lost. Yeah, and he had just wrestled. Uh, so he was still kind of huffing and puffing. So uh, he was very lost, and it wasn't a good way to end the show. So we, yeah, they sent Magnum out. Well, chat me up. Let's talk all about butts and seat comic.com. Yep. We've been talking about this for a while. It's your graphic novel and you've probably seen tons of folks talking about it on social media, whether it was Ricky Starks or Cody Rhodes or Dustin Rhodes, uh, lots of big stars are plugging this thing and it's about to launch, right? Tony actually, uh, what happened was on Tuesday, uh, the 16th, it opened up the Kickstarter did. And the Kickstarter is going to go for, I believe, a month, if I'm correct. And we'll see where it goes from there. And then we'll take the, it's kind of like Kickstarter is like a pre-order or whatever. And for our uh, fans on, uh, who are with us on ad-free shows and who are with us on, uh, on my Patreon channel, they were saying, can we get autographed copies? And, if, and the answer is, of course you can, if you're one of our members. Um, and uh, it's, it's really exciting. And it talks about, one of the first chapters talks about me as a fan taking my members of my family to a wrestling match in Harrisonburg high school gym. And something very unique happened that night in my family because my family, I purchased the entire front row of ringside. Wow. And, um, that kind of started everything off for me. So I went to college in Harrisonburg, went to James Madison. So it wasn't, and I was going to college at that time and it was like 78, I think. And I, I, I walked over and bought the whole front row, uh, which I think was for Harrisonburg, like 15 tickets. I'm not sure. 20. I can't remember. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, butts and seats, it's butts and seats, comic.com butts and seats, comic.com. We've got, uh, some great, uh, artists. We got a different artist for every chapter. 
We've got uh, special stories are, that are bonus chapters. And uh, Dirk Manning wrote it. And, of course, so we can't uh, forget uh, Drina Joe, who's the editor, and Dave Silva, who's helped out on this, and obviously uh, Mike Dawkins, who was the orchestrator of getting all this together. So I'm really excited about it. My life has been a cartoon well, in many ways. I'm sure with, uh, with Dave Silva involved, it'll stay out of the ditches. And I'm sure that you're going to get an invoice for more than what you actually grossed from Mike mm-hmm. Dawkins. So, yeah, but here's the deal. We need to support this because this could be the beginning of something pretty big, right? Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd like to think it's going to be the, because I'm really, really, I love comics and always have, I wasn't the comic collector that Jim Cornette was or that, uh, even Christopher Daniels is, and he's another big comic book guy, but I was big into comic books and superheroes all my life. And so this makes me feel, uh, like I'm part of that world now. So it's special for me and it's special for me to be able to tell my story in pictures. And it's, it's funny by uh, my grandson, uh, one of my grandsons, Jackson, who's 11 years old, they're trying to get him into reading more. And you know, this age, kids that age, they're video games and yeah. TV and things. And it's really important to read. And his teacher said, um, Probably it'd be a good idea to, if he, to get him interested in the reading, let him start out with graphic novels. And I went, ding, I got the perfect one for him. So it's going to be called butts and seats. And, uh, the Kickstarter just came out and then later on it'll be printed and then we'll have it out uh, by this, uh, late spring and summer. Well, check it out. If you haven't already, it's a uh, butts and seat comic.com. Uh, that's just going to forward you right over to the Kickstarter. We're pretty excited about this and uh, we hope you are too. Go check it out. Don't forget to also check out our tribute video to Jim Crockett Jr. on Instagram over at Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. If you'd like to check out part two of that interview with Mr. Crockett, it just loaded over at adfreeshows.com. And we'll be back next week and every week we still can talking a little Jim Crockett promotions, 1986. Uh, As soon as we finish here, we're going to go record the syndicated show and talk a little Johnny Pinch. Uh, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. It is about that time. James J. Dillon is in the ring with a baby doll and James J. is strutting around the ring. And oh my goodness, you can tell where the Johnny bench tagline came from. Can't you? Yes, you can. We're desperately out of time. We'll see you on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling for the rest of the story. Until then, we'll see you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesdays on Westwood One. But Mondays, we are on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Or, of course, adfreeshows.com. I love talking about our friend Steven Singer. I'll tell you, the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better, and he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers, and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than a guy sitting next to you. And here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer jewelers at the other corner of eighth and walnut in Philly 
or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Hey man, remember those candies as a kid? Uh, now and laters, remember those? I used to love those. Well, SaveWithConrad.com has a now and later story for you right now. Just ask Robert in Wexford, PA. He says, I actually reached out over a year ago looking into refinancing. Jimmy was great then, but we had the cloud of a reassessment hanging over our head. So we wanted to wait until that was done. Once the reassessment was complete, I shot Jimmy a text message and we picked things back up and we didn't miss a beat. He was able to shave almost four years off of our loan, which is awesome because we just bought this house in 2019. And overall, we'll save more than $80,000 off the life of our loan. He's the man. Nope, I disagree, Robert. You're the man for remembering us here at SaveWithConrad.com. I want to remind you that First Family Mortgage really is here to save you money now and later. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life. You're more than just a loan number to us. And if for some reason we can't help you today, we're going to get a game plan together of how we can save you money in the future. At First Family, our goal is to help families save money now and later. And we do that by getting the cheapest possible monthly payment and cutting years off of their loan. So how's this? Robert got to skip his next two house payments. He's saving money now, and he's going to cut years off of his loan. He's saving money later. And we're ready to help you right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. That's SaveWithConrad.com.